This is The Social Geek Radio Network. Social Geek Rockstars. I'm Jack Munson, your host and marketing conciliary. Like a band of gypsies, we go down the highway. We're on the road again with part two in our series on business travel and conferences with today's rock star panel, Kristen Pahacek of Massage Lux and Michael Hyam of National Event Management. All right, today's episode is brought to you by Career Plug. ServiceMinder, Hughes, and the panel is next after this word from Northeast Color. Northeast Color produces branded interior decor and custom signage solutions for the franchise industry with a special focus on value engineering. They work with franchisors to re-engineer their existing signage packages to lower costs on materials, shipping, and installation, all while maintaining the integrity of their client's brand. In short, Northeast Color literally makes things better. Learn more now at northeastcolor.com. Welcome back, one and all. We are talking about travel and business conferences in the franchise space for 2023. This is the second of our two-part series on the subject. And joining me today are Kristen Pahacek of Massage Lux and Michael Hyam of National Event Management. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Kristen, let's start with you. We've got the IFA convention coming up in, oh my gosh, what is this, about three weeks, maybe four. Um, There are a lot of people I've talked to who have not been to an IFA convention before. Give us some advice for those newcomers. What do you think? go with a plan. So you need to, (laughs) you need to absolutely have a game plan before you go into that massive convention. And I don't just mean which sessions you are going to attend now for sure, figure that out, get your sessions lined up, but then go in with who do you want to meet? Now that IFA app, if you have not downloaded it, it gives you all the attendees that are going to be there Make your list of who you want to meet in your vertical, outside of your vertical, your people you look up to, right? And then from a supplier standpoint, you better plan that trade show pretty well because there are a ton of booths, a ton of commotion. And so make a list of what your business needs. Go on to that app, figure out which suppliers offer that service and really take the time to make your list because if you don't go with a plan, you're going to end up in a sea, a crowd of people, and you're going to feel like a little bit of a lost puppy when you're there. Yeah, I often feel like I've been there for two or three days and it feels like it's just getting started and oh, I've got plenty of time to meet with so-and-so or go yeah. check out some exhibit and then suddenly it's over, right? It, it it tends to go really, really fast at like hyper light speed at some point. So I love that idea of making a plan. What, what types of things do you typically focus on? Is it, is it um, the breakout sessions or Mm -hmm. is it more like, you know, meeting with other people outside of those sessions and the networking? Like what's, what's really sort of your top thing that, that you like to go there for? 
Yeah, I mean, it, to be honest, it's a combination. There are certainly sessions that I have on my list that I want to be at for sure. I will never miss a main session because yeah. those are amazing and have huge keynote speakers. Um, but really what I find myself trying to fight against, which is very hard, is getting out of my comfort, my norm, my franchise family that I want to connect with and, and catch up with in an effort to meet new people. So it's easy to huddle around a table with all of your friends and the people that you want to catch up with. But the benefit of having, you know, 4,000 people um, at this conference is to meet the people you haven't met yet. So I try to find a good balance in the networking piece between making sure that I'm giving the people I love some love, but also making sure that I'm shaking hands and kissing babies with those that I want to meet and who may have a different perspective about the way that the business that I work in operates and may be able to help um, push me right in my line of thinking. I like that idea too of we all have our franchise family friends that we want to hang out with. Um, but you're right. I can pretty much hang out with them the other 51 weeks out of the year. Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we can, we can all make time to have a in-person or virtual happy hour, maybe, maybe next week or the following week. Um, but there are so many people who they might only go to one show a year, right? Mm -hmm. They're, they're not going to as many shows uh, Kristen as you or me or, or, or definitely not as many as Michael goes to. So um, that might be the only time you get to find that person who might be a potential business partner or a potential um, client, or let's face it, a potential employer. Um, you might not only, you might only be able to find those people once a year. So, so yeah, um, making, making a plan and making a schedule and sticking to it is great. Um, I would also recommend whatever that schedule is, Kristen, I know you're big on the calendar and the, you know, keeping, keeping track of everything, but actually putting those things in your calendar, because once you show up at the Mandalay Bay or wherever else you might be at one of these shows, everything just goes away. Your notes go away. Like you can't find anything, just keep everything you're going to do in your calendar and, and remember that you gave yourself that um, that assignment to do something at 9 a.m. or whatever time it is. Follow it because you were you were planning this out the previous week. Absolutely. So let's talk about some other events outside of the IFA convention. Uh, Michael, tell us what's going on with National Event and all of the great franchise expos you guys are doing across North America. You had your first one. Uh, a week or two ago in Dallas. How did that go? So, Jack, it, uh, yeah, I, I, we're can describe. <laughs> it, well, let's just say it, it was our best attended franchise show in Dallas of, of all time for, for our 25-year history. Um, it was pretty remarkable. Uh, you couldn't get through the, the shore floor, which is a little bit annoying, but, uh, uh, but uh, otherwise it, it was just really, really well attended. Everyone seemed super happy. Um, our, our franchisors, uh, vendors, we're, we're all happy. And, um, you know, it, it just makes for uh, an easy job for me to, to get them back into to other events. Um, the, the show itself was great. Well, you make it look easy. I don't know if it's an easy job for you, but um, your shows have been, you know, even since the pandemic, your shows have been very well attended. Um, even, even when some travel challenges were, were hitting all of us. 
Um, what's sort of the secret in, in getting so many potential franchisees to show up at a convention hall in Dallas or Houston or Chicago or places like that when these days people might not be so apt to go to a big event like that? What are you guys doing that really uh, tells the story well that gets people to come into that convention hall? So I think a lot of it, I guess, would um, have to do with our, our marketing. Um, the, the days of the traditional marketing have kind of gone by the wayside it, for us, in a sense. Well, when you think of a French a trade show, that that is pretty traditional. But um, the 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 newspaper and the TV, um, I'd say the the radio still works nicely to get the word out there. Um, but everything ninety percent is now done online. Uh, so, you know, whether that's through Google AdWords or Facebook targeting or LinkedIn targeting or the many other avenues, I can't tell you all the secret sauce, but <laughs> um, <laughs> what we do is uh, we'll, we'll target, you know, uh, I'm going to say 150 to 200 mile radius of where the show is taking place. And then we'll do our things that really hone in on on that quality individual. Right. So uh, before when you would throw things out on TV or, or on, on you know radio and, and newspaper, it couldn't do as good a job because you can't specifically target certain individuals. And now with um, with the Internet, you, you really are able to hone in on a, an individual who's actively seeking to, to purchase a franchise. And, and that's kind of what we do through through our different marketing initiatives online, uh, which has been working fantastic. And of course, that geo targeted area. Um, as you mentioned, whether it's, it's Chicago or Houston or, or Dallas, um, we're going in with a certain demographic that we're, we're looking to target. We're, we're trying to get in a certain amount of people uh, onto the show floor. Um, you know, even, for example, Dallas, we got about 1,500 people throughout the weekend that, you know, wow. let's just say it's a two-day show. And um, for, uh, uh, let's just say the sake of the days, it's 750 per day. Um, that's way more than anyone can talk to throughout a weekend, but still it's a great amount that keeps everyone happy. Uh, it's visually uh, appealing, um, and, and just a good amount because not everyone's going to stop at every single booth, right? There's some are going to go and some, some vendors are working their booth better than others. And, um, you know, and, and people are walking by going to some booths and, and so it just keeps everyone going down the aisle, super busy, which is, uh, really, really nice. I've often heard this from attendees that they show up thinking about looking at brand A, but they end up talking to brand B or brand C, and now they've got a few other options. And and maybe brand A didn't even show up this year, right? So um, it feels like there's a lot of people who go, they've done their research in advance on, on being in business, but maybe they haven't decided which brand they want to partner with. So I, I hear that a lot from the attendees that they go and they discover something that they had no idea existed. Right. And and that's what they walk away with. So there, there's a lot of discovery happening there. 100%. You're, you're absolutely right. And sorry, going back to your uh, previous question about the, um, the, the marketing and the targeting, that's yeah. exactly what we're doing. We're trying to get in an individual who has money and is actively seeking to buy a business. They don't necessarily know what they want, but that's what we're targeting. We're targeting an individual that wants to come out and see 50 different brands all under one roof. Um, so you're, you're absolutely right. They'll come in, um, you know, hopefully with their, their eyes open and, and looking at all the different brands that are there and, um, and, and seeking out these, these different opportunities. Um, a lot of people, of course, when they think of franchising, 
um, you know, they might think of food or, or restaurants. Mm-hmm. And, and so when they come to a franchise show and they see literally every industry, uh, whether it's childcare, whether it is food, restaurants, automotive, um, you know, retail, everything under the sun, it, it really does open their eye. And, and then they might go into, um, you know, brand C and D, as you mentioned, uh, a lot of times it will come down to who is working the booth and how they're working the booth. Because if they're going in and they're seeing an individual walk by and they're putting their best foot forward and, and engaging and making eye contact and smiling and saying, hey, come on over. What brings you to the franchise? So let me talk about you, you know, rather than let them walk right by then all of a sudden you have the candidate right in front of you and they'll be like, Oh, you know what? I never even thought of this. This is great. And, and so on and so forth. And uh, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. You've been nail on the head. ServiceMinder is the platform for managing and operating home services brands, from tracking marketing efforts to delivering professional online proposals directly to clients, to lead capture, to automating daily tasks. ServiceMinder provides unique tools and integrations designed to make your brand stand out from competitors. See why ServiceMinder currently supports more than 50 home services franchise brands and integration partners. Book a demo today at serviceminder.io. Hughes powers the networks that people and franchises everywhere depend on. Hughes enables franchises to attract and retain more customers and create consistent brand experiences across locations. A secure, high-performing network can protect a franchise against data breaches and the harm they can cause a brand and business. Hughes is small enough to care and large enough to succeed. Find out how Hughes can become your networking partner at the 2023 IFA Convention. Meet the team in the exhibit hall booth 303 or join Carl Udler's roundtable on Revenue Assurance or visit Hughes.com slash franchise. Kristen, I wanted to go back to you for a moment on this. What is it about these shows, whether it's IFA or the Expos or, or some of the other franchise update shows that you and I typically go to, what is it that you get out of really meeting with someone in person? Because there's an argument that we could do all of this over Zoom, right? We could do a Google Meet. We could jump on any other uh, technology right now and do basically what we have to do. But what is it yeah. about meeting with your your colleagues or your your potential franchisees in person that really makes it worthwhile to attend some of these shows or to go to a convention? Yeah, for me, even during the pandemic, and you know, I'm all for virtual happy hours and virtual meetings, but some of the small talk seems forced. Um, when you're in a virtual <laughs> meeting or a virtual conference, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you? Okay, good, great, great. Now let's get to business. Whereas for some reason, when when I'm face-to-face, anyways, it's supernatural to bounce from you know, what grades your kids are in or what sports they play to all of a sudden, how are we going to increase engagement in local marketing from our franchisees? And then back to what was your favorite family vacation? Um, so, (laughs) so the, the conversing seems much more natural when you are face to face and perhaps with a drink in your hand. Right. And then all of a sudden you start to pull out um, some really actionable insights from people who are in very similar roles to you that you can take back to the business, which is great, but also 
um, you've built that relationship where when you do get back to the business, you can pick up your phone, text, or call them um, for continued support and vice versa. And it feels like that might actually speed up in, in the case of franchise development. Meeting someone for the first time at a show or an expo, Michael, that might actually speed up that process because they may have passed some test and you as a brand may have passed their test and, and you're not having your first you know, 17 conversations over text or phone, but, you know, doing it in person might actually speed up that process. Oh, 100%. Um, I mean, outside of the, them, them, even what they've gone through to, to get to the show, right. Um, as opposed to online, yeah. you know, they had to wake up, they had to get out of bed, they had to buy a ticket, they had to drive to the show, pay for parking, come on over and, and then engage. Um, yeah, like you said, and they've done. Most of them have done some research and looked up the brand. And um, as you, see, you know, when you're talking to somebody face to face, you can really see: are they a fit for me? Am I a fit for them? And and um, you know, make make some conclusions um, as to everything, really everything. Um, and you can't hide it when you're face to face. So, one hundred percent, yeah. I like that idea of they actually had to get up, get out of bed, get dressed and go somewhere that sort of checks the first box for being a franchisee, right? They actually had to get out of the gym. So. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's get on to the fun stuff. You two travel as much or more than anybody else I know in franchising. Kristen, I know you are traveling constantly to see new franchisees and having discovery days. Michael, you're all over North America going to all of these great franchise shows. Tell me about the state of travel right now. Um, how are things in in January, early February of 2023? Kristen, is it is it back to what it used to be? Is it worse than it used to be? <laughs> is it crazy out there? What are you seeing in the airports? Yeah, I definitely think it's back to what it used to be. And if you've traveled before, you know that we're entering into like the family vacation time, right? So not yeah. only are you dealing with um, the business travel, but you're also dealing with the people trying to lug around children. <laughs> so to your uh, earlier point in a discussion prior to this con or to this um, podcast, clear is like your best friend in the world. <laughs> TSA pre-check, do it. Um, try to bypass all those cute kiddos trying to get through security because um, it can get tight out there. And what I've found is, although I am one to fly out first thing Monday morning, because I like my week to to start early, right? Mm -hmm. Monday mornings, man, they're the worst yeah. at airports. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about this year starting a whole new travel schedule where I'm going to book as many meetings with clients in my team on Monday. So I, I am forcing myself to not travel on Monday. I'll fly out whatever time I have to on Tuesday to avoid Monday at yeah. the airport. Michael, what are you seeing in the airport so far for all the shows you've been doing uh, so far this winter going into early 2023? I think most of what Kristen said is is pretty much what I'm seeing. Uh, Monday mornings can still be horrendous, but uh, but outside of um, that first early morning flight throughout the week, um, everything's pretty much back to normal. Haven't got um, really any kind of delays. I think in, in any city, every, everything has seemed pretty good and, and back to normal. Uh, I can tell you, um, with the clear that you mentioned there, <laughs> being a Canadian, I actually, they, they did grab me once and tried to sign me up and I was all for it. And, and unfortunately I could not get it when they realized I was Canadian. I didn't know at yeah. the time, um, that I couldn't get the clear, but, um, as a Canadian, we, we have what's called a nexus 
And so mm. the best $50 I ever spent in my whole life, um, it's good for five years and then you renew it. Wow. But essentially you, you miss um, any lineup and, and virtually every lineup. And if you do have a lineup, it might be three or four minutes max um, and you can get through. Um, doesn't really help me on the U.S. side, but definitely helps me on the Canadian side. <laughs> yeah. How, how is it going back and forth across the border now? I know right in the height of the pandemic, um, my Canadian friends seem to have to spend a lot of their trip in and out of the U.S. getting ready to go back to Canada and, and getting tested and all of those things. It, are, are things a lot easier now? Or is it still a little bit more cumbersome? What's it look like? Everything is 100% back to normal. There yeah. is not one additional thing that you two have to do. Um, not in Canada, not in the U.S. Everything is 100 back to normal. Yeah. <laughs> I right remember there. actually in, in Canada, it, it was a lot worse uh, for whatever reason, I think, with uh, some of the COVID restrictions. But um, it's, it's all over now. Excellent. Any other travel tips from either one of you that, uh, that you've been thinking about that you want to share with some of our friends for this year? I um, have one for my lady friends. Okay. <laughs> if you've met me, you know that my height is in short supply, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, and one of my one of my resolutions this year is to ditch the heels in the airport. So definitely bring the heels for all the things, but um, to maybe take a more comfortable approach to traveling because I am that person that other people look at and say, why is she wearing three-inch heels in an airport running from <laughs> Terminal 1 to Terminal 2? Um, and the answer was previously, because I don't want to change. I just want to be ready for, you know, the meeting or whatever. But this year, I'm going to save my calves, and I'm going to ditch the heels in the airport. Which, by the way, if you are going to the IFA, ladies, I know how hard it is. But try to wear comfortable shoes, because that trek from the hotel to the convention center and back, even though it's all in one building will take a toll on you if you are not prepared. Yeah, that is the <laughs> longest walk in the in the history of business conferences, I think, from the from the Mandalay Hotel area to the convention center <laughs> and back. And you know, with every with every casino, restaurant, and bar in between, it uh, it takes a little while. So yeah, what are the comfortable <laughs> shoes? Um, Michael, how about you? Any any uh, last minute travel tips that you'd like to share with the crew here? Ah, uh, you know, I think. If I was to, to really say anything that kind of helped me uh, was just not checking any bags any yeah. longer. Um, I'm able to fit everything in my carry-on. And then, of course, my secondary bag is a, is a backpack. Um, I do have my laptop bag, which nobody blinks an eye to. But with able, you know, I know some people like to pack those high heels. And so maybe that's not feasible. But um if you're able to uh, fit everything in your carry-on bag, um, then forget about checking any bags because um, it just saves you time. And, and uh, you know, if you're running late for your, your flight, um, you can still get on. And, you know, if you have that checked bag, then, you know, they'll, they'll say, no, you can't get on. It's closed. And, and so it's just worked for me. Carry on. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of if, um, if I can't make it in a carry-on, I don't need to go on this trip. So I'm I'm seeing how many how many days I can get into one carry on, <laughs> and and so I'm a big fan of that, Michael. Right now, all of the women in the audience hate us, right? Because <laughs> for the most part, that's not happening with uh, with most of our lady friends who are who are traveling with the big bag and many changes of shoes. Yeah, definitely not the IFA. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Very good. Well, thank you so much for, for joining today, uh, both of you. Um, I look forward to seeing you, Michael, next in Houston at the Franchise Expo, which I believe that is February 10th and 11th, if I have that date right. Um, we'll be at the NRG Convention Center in Houston. If you have not yet booked your booth for that show, please reach out to Michael. He will take care of you. He will get you in there and we'll have all of Michael's contact information on there as well. Uh, Kristen, I will see you very soon at an IFA show uh, coming coming up very, very quick. Um, Kristen, if anybody would like to learn a little bit more about Massage Lux or other things you're working on right now, where can we send them? Yes, you can go to massagelux.com, L-U-X-E, or find me on LinkedIn. All right. Very good. Safe travels, everybody. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Before we go, a quick word from Career Plug. Would you or your franchisees like to learn how to put hiring on autopilot? Career Plug's hiring software was built with the needs of franchise businesses in mind. That's why over 300 franchise brands have partnered with Career Plug to help their franchisees make quality hires. Stop by Career Plug's booth at this year's IFA convention or go to careerplug.com to learn how to put your hiring on autopilot. Franchisors who schedule a demo will enjoy $50 in Grubhub on CareerPlug. And thanks for listening to Social Geek. Your comeback of a lifetime starts now. This is the Social Geek Radio Network.